0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got?
1: All right. I know Sedano is going to be excited about this one. And shout out to Funchi for bringing it up to my attention. So theme restaurants have been a big thing. I know Funchy went to the Saved by the Bell one. There went was- to the max. There was a uh, Beverly Hills 90210, if I believe. Um, no
2: way! A Save by the Bell theme restaurant?
3: Yeah, the Max. Yeah, the Max.
2: Oh, dude. Where were
3: Screech. you been? In? Yeah, yeah last dude. couple years. a yeah. couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, no, it, was so it was so hard. It was so
1: hard to get in because I could, I couldn't. I tried all the time and I just Mr. couldn't get in. Mister Belding. <laughs> but yeah. maybe you can go to this one, Cappy, and maybe yeah. you and Sedano can make it a date. There's gonna be a Golden Girls theme restaurant open up in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So thank you, Funchy You got Appreciate an
2: address? That. We know where it's gonna be.
1: So me and Funches were trying really hard. But the thing with the theme restaurants is they don't actually give you like uh an address. address? Yeah. yeah. You just gotta like go buy the tickets and then hey, here's and the And
0: they'll tell you later.
1: Yeah. It's kinda like a speakeasy for restaurants yeah. kind of situation. But maybe you guys can make it a date and you guys can go.
2: There you go. George, you want to have a man date and go to the Golden Girls themed restaurant with me?
0: I mean, that's what we were called by uh, Travis, I believe, a while
3: back. So there you go. He called
2: you and me the Golden Girls? Yeah. Oh, they Uh -uh. did. No No way.
3: I think it was you guys and Mason Ireland. You guys are all the Golden Girls. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so we should all go the four of us. Yeah. We could be the four Golden Girls.
2: Oh, my God. That's great. You guys should totally do it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Just trying to uh, think of who's who. I think. By the way, is how am I a golden
0: Arthur. girl? I'm like the youngest person here, arguably on the station. Like, you know I, mean? I know like, you're I, younger I, than Travis.
3: You yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I Slee. Mean, well, I think Slee was younger than me. Yeah.
1: So no, I'm no, sorry. no. I think, I think you're younger.
3: Yeah, I, I, be, I know you're younger than Travis. No, no, Slee. Okay. Yeah, Slee is. Yeah.
1: You think Slee is younger than? I think
3: Slee is younger than. Then Forty is he? Slee. Slee. He's pretty no, close. Yeah, he's younger than Sedano. Yeah. Yeah. See. He's got to be younger than me. I don't think he's 40 yet.
1: J.K. Slee, I thought you were older. My bad. He's not he a man. Mobby. Mobby. He, he ain't a
0: man. Now, Cappy. Yeah. I got something to talk to you about before I get to the, the, the news on the Lakers. Okay. What are you doing with, on Twitter? With what? Why are you tweeting Kyrie and LeBron with me on it? What, oh, what you no,
1: now? no, no, he didn't. What, are you what do you
2: mean? No, I didn't.
0: What are you doing?
1: We're having a conversation
2: in the community.
0: What, what, but do you need to tag Kyrie and LeBron with me on it? Like, does that need mm. to happen? Well, I'm giving you credit that you have made a compelling case that... <laughs> you could do that without tagging any of us, to be honest with you.
2: So, you, w- hold on. What do you think happening right now? Do you think right now LeBron and Kyrie no, have seen I, I, my tweet?
0: I mean, those guys probably have millions of followers, but there is the slim chance that perhaps, you know, they do see that. And then it's like, well, wait a second. What are you guys saying? Like, I just don't need that drama.
2: Really, you think LeBron is going to, like, call No, you and... it's
0: not about LeBron. It's not about, it's just, why do you, But why did you feel, why do you feel the need to tag them?
2: Well, let me ask you this. Did we not already talk about my tagging of Harry Styles?
0: Right. Why are
2: you such mm-hmm. a serial tagger? Well, what happens? Because what this? ends up
0: happening is, mm-hmm, yeah. if they, let's just say one of those two guys does read this tweet, mm-hmm. and then they go and see the tweet you responded to, they get a completely out-of-context conversation. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, how does look, that help me? No, 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 no. Hold on. How does it help me?
0: <laughs> this is what I say to you. When the things that you say will come back to, to like, they'll come back to me, basically. Okay,
2: but look, here's the thing. You know how Kevin Durant goes on Twitter yeah. and will mix it up with different yeah. media members? Right. I always say that Kevin Durant's mistake in that is that he's feeding what they want, right? Because if if you're a a a loudmouth talk show host like us, you're getting so much more exposure because Kevin Durant is going back out. So you're
0: doing that because you want Kyrie or LeBron to tweet it
2: about. Oh, a thousand percent! If Kyrie or LeBron would get in on this conversation, me
0: out of it though. Well, you're already in it. You're already in it. I get it. It's too late now. But what I'm saying is, like, you, you, why do you need to include me? I'm the one that has to see these people face-to-face, not you.
2: I know. That's what makes it more fun. So then I got to deal with, hey,
0: what the hell is this tweet about?
2: Yeah, who's this Kaplan guy? You're right. What's
0: his deal? (laughs) It's his problem. What the hell were you guys talking about? What is this, like, uh, influence? What does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? I'm saying... So a guy tweeted you. Yeah, go ahead. Lay lay this out. Let me hear how it went. At Warm Perspective, his name is Eric. Eric. Am I wrong, Cap? And he tweeted at you. Lakers uh, made a terrible mistake bringing in Russ. The only way to fix it is by trading him. Even if that means giving up more draft picks, there's no way they can succeed with Russ on the team. They need to get the most out of LeBron while they still can. To then, you write, agree. All I'm saying is, can we really trust at Kyrie Irving to not be who he was last season? Question mark. At Sedano makes a good point about at King James' influence.
2: I think that's a, I mean, based on Twitter etiquette, in my opinion, that's a really, really solid tweet. That's a really, really good tweet by me. I've got Kyrie, I've got, oh, really? That's hella sus, dude. Dude, wait, 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 not, it's beyond just sus, it's hella sus? Yes, hella sus. Oh hell nah, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> Dude,
0: he- <laughs> what's up, Laura? But it's like this again, these are the things that doing the show with you like are are gonna give me I'm gonna raise my blood pressure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because you don't when I kill someone. when I go to Summer League next week yeah. and I run into LeBron oh. yeah. or one of these guys, right, they're gonna be like, yo, by the way, what's up with this? Like and the chances of that happening are probably one in a million but there's that chance that it could happen. And then I got to explain you. Mm. Well, what are you going to say? i would be like, no, bro. It's just my crazy co-host, man. Just don't worry about it.
2: Well, what if like LeBron comes up to you and he's like, uh, yo, Sedano. Yeah, hey, Sedano. What's up, man? Hey, um, I saw this tweet that you were tagged in and Kyrie was tagged in. I don't know what it was, and I certainly don't know who it came from.
0: But something about my influence on Kyrie. What, what is this all about? And then I will expl- I will tell him what I said because I don't have any worries about telling them what I said face-to-face. But I will have to then explain to them exactly what was said, not these bits and pieces that they get on Twitter.
2: Listen, if you come face-to-face with LeBron at Summer League, I want you to do something for me. What's that? I want you to immediately call me and put me on
0: speakerphone. No. That's the last thing I would do.
2: No. Think about it. Um, you say this to LeBron. Hey, LeBron, look, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, okay? But I do think you're like. Entitled. Do you
0: honestly think that that conversation lasts more than fifteen seconds?
2: I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys are going to spend some quality time together. Exactly. It, well, it
0: lasts fifteen to twenty seconds max. Here's the deal. Blah blah blah. Here's my here are my thoughts on it. And if he says something back, then maybe it lasts longer. But chances are it probably doesn't if, he, if it even happens. But my thing is, you're going to be the person that's going to drive my blood pressure to rise because you're going to be the one. I've said this all along. Your, your stuff is going to stick to me.
2: You know, George, there are really good medications that they have for blood pressure. What? <laughs> I've got a couple of really good cardiologists that are friends of mine. I got a guy. Wow. I got a a cardiologist for you. Dr.
3: Clapper knows a guy, too.
2: (laughs) How are you? I'm sure he does. Uh, George, I think this is a really good tweet. Mm. You uh, you have made a compelling case here today that LeBron James has dealt with and succeeded with Kyrie Irving. Correct. And, And you have a proof point. You have a case study.
0: I have three years, yes, of them going to the finals together.
2: Okay. And and what I'm saying is and what everybody's coming at me saying is is that you can't count on Russ. I understand that. But I'm saying I'm not so sure I can count on Kyrie. You're you're saying to me, "But dude, LeBron will handle Kyrie." The same way I trusted that Tom Brady would handle Antonio Brown until he couldn't handle him anymore. Correct. That's what you're saying LeBron will do with Kyrie. Correct. And so all I'm saying via Twitter
0: And by the way, handle is not really the word. You know what I mean? It's basically just like he just knows how to be his teammate.
2: He will be influential in a positive way on Kyrie Irving's game. Is that a fair thing? You think that's fair? LeBron will be a positive influence for Kyrie. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Handles my word. I feel like Tom Brady said to the Buccaneers, you give me this guy. I'll watch over him. I'll take care of him. He did. Until he couldn't any longer. Mm-hmm. LeBron is saying theoretically the same thing. Hey, um, I got Kyrie. He's my guy. Okay, I got him. Until maybe you don't have him anymore. Like Tom Brady didn't have A B anymore. Because he freaked out and threw his clothes off and walked off the field and threw a temper tantrum like divas do. Okay. So you're you're not upset at the opinion. You're upset at the No, tagging. I'm fine
0: backing up the opinion. I'm just annoyed at the you, because again, everything on Twitter gets taken out of context because it's in like small doses. So
2: let me ask you a question. Do you want to put a moratorium on me from tagging you in any tweets? Do you want to ban me from tweeting at you? Because <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like it and I wouldn't want to accept it. But if you feel like I'm doing major damage,
0: not major damage, but it does come up. The possibility does come up that you can put me in a precarious situation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's fun.
0: Yeah. Fun for you.
2: I don't know. uh, Can I get some, uh, some additional opinions here, Laura? Am I out of line? Yes. Oh,
1: that was quick. Yes. Yeah. You see, here's, some Twitter etiquette, Kathleen. Okay,
2: work with me.
1: Especially in Sedano's case, see, he's in the league. You're not in the league, right? We've established yeah. that. And mm-hmm. you have to be careful when you maze deals with this with Ireland. You know, certain things, you just got to be careful with how you say them, if you tag them, because they're in the league and they have, they're going to see these people. You don't get to see these people. They get to see these people. You
0: never see these people. I don't want
2: to see them. I mean, I,
1: you know, I was trying to be nice here. <laughs> he's like, never. But what I'm saying is, why would you want to put him in some hot water? You know, um, so just be nice. Don't yeah, tag him. You are not to tag nobody.
2: I just want you to know one thing. You're, mm-hmm. you're making it mm-hmm. sound like I've intentionally tried to put George in hot water.
1: Well, you no. tag these people. Yeah, but that's not
2: in, that's not a an attempt to get people in hot water. That's an attempt to reach out to everybody to let them know I'm talking
3: about
1: them. Funchy, because I feel like I always get thrown in the bus of I'm on Sedano's team. What do you think?
3: Uh, I mean, um, you know, you're gonna get that Will Smith thing, like you know, keep my name out of your mouth oh. from somebody. Oh,
2: oh, that is precisely what Sedano is saying, George. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Keep my name out your mother mouth. That's gonna be a drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> keep my name off your mother effing timeline. Yeah. I mean. You know. uh, so can I get to this uh, thing with the Lakers real quick? Yeah, we're please, running out of time here. Please, please. So anyway, um, Eric Pincus, who does a great job at Bleacher Report, is saying that maybe San Antonio can come to the rescue here to help the Lakers in this scenario where they can take Russ's contract. They'll want to be incentivized. Now, I don't know how the picks would go or whatever. Um, he, he gets into this whole convoluted thing. You can go on his Twitter page and look at it. But, um, I, I mean, maybe he says that maybe that's possible, that San Antonio would be willing to do it. They can take him into cap space. Um I'm sure that's one possibility and I'm sure the teams are exploring multiple teams now because clearly one-to-one is not going to work as I've kind of alluded to you throughout the show today.
2: Yeah. And maybe the Lakers are steadfast in saying, no, it's, it's not available for conversation. Like these two picks are not available. We, you know, we've had this whole thing that if they give you the two players and the two picks, maybe it's a done deal, but maybe the Lakers really are saying no, not happening. So if you guys want to get rid of Kyrie. We're willing to take him. We need to get rid of Russ. Somebody's got to take him. Let's find some third sucker to get involved in this deal. Possibly. Right. right. Just got to text, George, that Ramona doesn't want me to tag her in any tweets
0: either. See? Ramona texted you that? Yep. Good. Thank you, Momo. Mm-hmm. We stand in solidarity.
1: I ain't even in the league, and I knew that. I mean, what the hell, man? I was going to say common sense, but
0: what the hell. <laughs> I mean seriously, bro. <laughs> You're that desperate for attention on Twitter Ooh. that you got to tag me with those Ooh. dudes? I Ooh. want LeBron
2: to retweet, I want LeBron not to happening. reply. That's not going to happen. I want Kyrie to retweet,
0: I want I mean, Kyrie to reply. Maybe there's a chance there. But there's less of a ch- there's less of a chance of any of that happening. But the the reality is there is a slim, albeit slim, possibility that I have to see them and be like, yo, what's the, what happened to that Twitter? What was that thing you guys were talking about? Well And then on I Twitter, gotta deal with it. And I'd be like, Twitter- all right, well this is what I said, yada 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 yada, I think it'll work because you two played together, blah 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 blah.
2: See I I think that if you explain that to LeBron or Right, to but Kyrie- why
0: do I need to explain myself? I can just have that conversation with them directly without them having to discuss that with me, like as because you decided to uh, tweet at everybody.
2: Well, I'm hoping that Harry Styles is going to retweet me,
0: too. Yeah, you've been waiting for that for how long now?
2: It's been a few months.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Ay, Dios mm. anyway. Dos
0: mios. Yeah. Mark Spears, who spoke to uh, Darvin Hamm, is going to join us at 645. We've got Big Deal or No Deal at 630. Coming up next, Cappy? Yeah? Every show today has talked about an Otani trade. I'm going to take it a step further. Are you ready? Can't wait. We'll do it in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and
2: markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith and me, plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark. There's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet
4: reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win.
2: s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you again try jets signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e jets pizza better because it has to be
0: all right so we got our big softball event home run derby in west covina clinton yates the big c-y i mean he is He's getting ready. Like he he's he's buying gloves, I believe. What what has transpired today, CY?
4: I'm riding in the car shotgun with Corporate Greg right now. We are in the Dena, not Altadena, Pasadena. Picking up some sports equipment items for the big Friday night All-Star game bash. We got some gloves, we got some lumber, we got some balls. We even considered buying some knee knee pads and elbow pads for Mason. He's going to need it
0: because he's so clumsy. Now, so did Steve you? Cappy is equipped. Now, sports. did you? Did you go to the Dick Sporting Goods there in Pasadena on Foothill? Is that where you guys were? No, no, no. We went to play it against sports because we needed some stuff that was already broken. Yes, in. it oh. was a bit of a struggle.
4: Yes, but yes, we figured out the equipment situation, Scott. And of course, Quinn came with us. We made a little social video, so you guys will see it. But yes, we have we have outfitted the squad with what we need based on what we knew we already had.
2: I am so glad you just said this Clinton Yates because here's why. I was thinking if you went and got these guys new gloves, then we have to figure out where we put them in the field because their glove won't be broken in. But if you've gone to a second-hand store, which I love that place, and you bought broken-in gloves, that helps our team tremendously. Clinton, this is why, really, you are the captain of our team. I may be considered the coach or whatever. You're you're going to run this whole operation for us with all of your experience.
4: Scott, I appreciate that. As a former high school baseball coach and a lover of the game, I know how to run a practice. I'm not a hard O. I just want to make sure that nobody gets hurt and everybody gets their warm-ups in. So it's going to be a good day. And also, by the by, I'm so glad that you defended me in terms of the trade talks we don't like that kind of stuff around here, you know. I like I like a stable, I like a stable team. I'm committed to my squad, and I think we're going to get a win.
0: And, and by the way, Mason, complete opposite, was trashing his team all day, and then tried <laughs> to do this kumbaya thing by the end of the show, like where oh we'll go have a drinks and and have a practice and go smoke weed together. I, I don't get that, but I'm glad that
4: they've been showing up to the batting cage. I want to see Mason hit the ball. Do I believe it's going to actually happen? Absolutely not but I'm certainly looking forward to it.
2: Well, I mean, Clinton, I want to hear what you think. Um, You've got to clearly play shortstop. We need your range. We need your communication skills. I mean, you've got to be in the middle of the infield, right? I think I'm going to
4: do that. I'm typically a first baseman at this advanced age, but I think with this particular, uh, let's just say, roster construction, up the middle is the place for me to be. I like Mario Ruiz in center field, trying to figure out whether or not. Cappy, let me ask you this. Where do you want to play? This is what I was discussing earlier today with Greg.
2: I see myself uh, adding the most value as a pitcher. I'm a ground ball pitcher, so I figured I'd let you do okay. all the work.
4: I don't hate that. I, I like you on the mound. Okay, so that puts either Slee or Bergman at third or second. Emily's going to be behind the dish. Tremendous athlete, water polo player. Need her right there in right that position because she can catch the ball. Hopefully we're going to have Kirk at first. And then we'll fill out the outfield with everybody
0: else. I think this is going to work.
2: Yeah, I think I like Berge at second. I think you guys would make a nice combo. And no, I think,
0: I mean, you think Slee can handle the hot corner?
2: I don't know, I don't Clinton. What do you can think?
0: Handle the
4: hot corner. I think Bergman at third is probably a better solution for what we're trying to do from a defensive standpoint. Slee, we'll see. It's going to be this. We'll call it a game time decision. We'll see when we take infield because I can hit fungos as well. Because I'm okay. that kind of guy.
2: So, so if, if Slee's at second. And let's say he doesn't have the range to get to a ball. I mean, do you think you could just go cover for him or not?
4: We'll see. I mean, you know, this is, this is, this is what you do. You have to figure out what energies you're going to extend. Because, listen, I can play the position, but I'm also 41 years old. You know what I mean? i got to save something in the tank for when I'm trying to get around the bag.
2: Quentin, do you have any sense of uh, at any point in this game where we might actually employ the shift?
4: Uh, yes. That is going to be when Steve Mason is up, and we call that infield in, where everybody just takes five big steps (laughs) towards the plate because there's no chance he's getting it out of there. Let me ask you this question, Scott. Who do you think, besides the two former professional athletes, is going to hit the ball out of the park?
2: So you're saying uh, DeMarco and Kirk Morrison. They're Uh, out. Okay, I'd say Ramona has a real good shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was a college softball player, yeah. I'd yeah. say
2: yeah. Um, I, I wanna say Travis, but my understanding is is that he was a really good pitcher and a terrible hitter, so I, I'm not gonna say Travis. Yeah,
0: but it's softball, okay. it's not baseball.
2: Yeah, I am kinda looking forward to seeing what Kurt Sandoval has in the tank.
4: He's I, a bit of a wild card. I'm not familiar with his skill set. He's not on the scouting
0: report for me. So I'm triath- very interested to see what he brings to the table. Triathlete in excellent shape.
2: I'll tell you oh, a couple of guys who well. I'm really I'll tell you a couple of guys who I'm looking forward to though. Mario Ruiz, and Jorge Briones. Yep. I'm looking forward yep. to seeing what these two guys bring to the table.
4: Absolutely. Those two guys are going to be darting all over the outfield. It's going to be fantastic. So anyway, that's all. Greg and I are cruising around the Dina. We're picking up equipment. We're getting pumped up for ESPN 710's All-Star Friday night. I'm excited. Will,
0: will there be libations in Old Town, Pasadena? Is that what's happening next? So, you know, because traffic is miserable. You might as well do that. Where do you think we're going right now? Okay, well, I'm just saying, Old Town I'm is great. Saying. As someone who used saying, to, your, suge- uh, your suggestions are exactly correct, George. Yeah, That's as, as someone saying. who used to live in Pasadena,
1: mm-hmm. uh, for I got recommendations. Yeah. Right.
4: I
0: can, I can tell Very well. So Old yeah, town the
4: beatdown is is, is is the beatdown is imminent.
1: Mason,
0: still so deal with it. Yeah. Um. So, right, guys. thank you, Clinton. Thank you, Cy. There no he problem. is. So, if y'all. you want to see, <laughs> you want to see the teams, Team Mace versus Team Cappy, uh, they're on the ESPN Los Angeles. Twitter and social media accounts, etc. Team Mace is Mason, Beto, DeMarco, Lindsey, Funches, Dr. Clapper, Travis, Momo, and Taylor. Uh, These teams, by the way, were selected by Bergman and Amanda. Cappy's team is Cappy, Bergman, Briones, Emily, Kirk, Mario, Kurt Sandoval, Sliwa, and CY.
2: Yeah. And, um, uh, and look, we're clearly the overwhelming favorites. I mean, everything that happened earlier today where Mace ripped his team and guys were like Kevin Duranting him. There were plenty of guys that were saying, I don't want to be here. I want to trade. Where do you want to go? To the other team. And then, you know, Mason and Ireland, for anybody that missed this during super crosstalk, you know, they tried to make deal after deal after deal. In fact, you know what they tried to do, George? You know, they, they tried to sucker me into a deal. Did you hear what happened? Yeah, that's why I jumped on. Yeah, thank goodness they they were trying to give me Funches and Lindsay and Funch. Don't get me wrong, man. I'd love to have it. Would have
3: took the deal, man. Would have took the deal.
2: But they wanted to give me Lindsay and Funch, just for Clinton or just for Kirk Morrison, and I felt like if they gave me two for one, George, you know what they were going to do with that extra roster spot, right? What were you going to do? They're going to go get a ringer. You know, they're going to go get Justin Turner. They're going to show up with Mookie Betts. I don't freaking know. They're going to go. Fill out the roster spot. Mason Ireland, we're
3: talking about getting Eric Carros.
2: No, they're not getting Eric Carros. Okay, if, yeah. and, and by the way, let me tell you as a matter of fact, take this, take this to the bank. You ready? If you asked Eric Carros right now, you got a choice on Team Cappy or Team Mace. A thousand percent, he says Team Cappy. He might. No, 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 yeah. no. Would.
0: I will say this. Momo's texting us now. You know she's only four weeks post baby. Like, there's a lot of expectations on Momo at this point.
2: Yeah, I feel like the uh, there, there are some unrealistic expectations, um, you know, four weeks after the fact. So, for Momo, you know, we're all looking at her like, come on, Stanford superstar, let's go.
3: Can I jump in yeah. and just say, you know, as a member of Team Mace, the only guy in the studio with a member of Team Mace, um, you guys sound like you guys have a game plan, so I'm a little scared about that.
1: But you yeah. just heard uh, Clint- it, so you can Clinton tell. Clinton
3: is taking this very seriously. Oh, oh,
1: he is.
2: Clinton does not mess around. I mean, when mm-hmm. it comes to baseball or some variation thereof, this is this is serious business for Clinton Yates. Mm-hmm. You heard what he's going to do. He's going to hit fungos. He's going <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. warm everybody up. He's going to hit fungos. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to warm everybody up. He's going to stretch everybody out. We're going to go through a proper calisthenics routine. Mm-hmm. And, and look, he, he got Greg Bergman out there buying equipment. By the way, does everybody here have their own baseball glove?
0: I don't. I don't have one at the moment, no.
1: I don't know. I
0: used to, but I don't have one at the, anymore. them anymore Because I haven't played ago. baseball or softball in yeah, a long time.
1: Same.
2: Wow. See, I still got all my old baseball gloves. They're in the garage. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: I just moved, so I got rid of a lot of stuff.
2: A I lot. know, but not your baseball gloves. I just got to yeah. go check them out. I got to I mean, make my sure. My kids they're...
0: have some gloves, but they don't fit me. Yeah. Oh,
2: you can't use theirs?
0: No, they're a little small.
2: so i got to uh, go check my inventory.
0: Yeah. All right, coming up next, big deal or no deal. Then Mark Spears will join us at 645. He sat down and chatted with the Lakers head coach, Darvin Ham. We'll talk about that conversation with Mark Spears in the last segment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling
4: for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Thanks, Christopher. All right, Funchy, you take it away. All
3: right, guys. So uh, another game show is back from the dead. As coming back tonight, uh, ABC will premiere the revival of Press Your Luck with the lovely and beautiful Elizabeth Banks hosting the show. So within the last couple years, it's been a serious, serious game show revival with the celebrity dating game coming back. Name that tune, $100,000 Pyramid. Also, the Love Connection is back. So big deal, no deal that another old game show coming back from the dead is back on TV, Sedano.
0: Um, I mean, I guess it's a big deal. I used to love that show as a kid. I used to watch it in syndication. I didn't watch it live. It was on before Like in the 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the USA Network, when I was a kid, used to um, air it during the day. Uh, I remember in the summers, particularly, I would watch it and I loved the whole whammy thing. Like, I thought it was hilarious whammy. when I was a little kid. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm into it. And Elizabeth Banks, she's done this once before, I think. I think they did like a test run of it a couple years, a year or two ago. Um, and I, I, you know, I watched it for a little bit. It's, you know, I it's still a fun game. It's probably not as interesting to me as it was when I was a child, but it, it's still a smart move to bring it back. Cause people love game shows, man. I do.
2: I love game shows. Although I will admit, I don't really watch anything on network TV. I, I mean, I nothing. Can anybody think of anything they watch on network TV? Cause I don't, other than like games uh-huh. on, on ESPN. Does anybody watch it? Like not Law and watch Order on you, NBC.
3: Man. That's all I watch. Law and order. Yeah. That's I, really I, what I watch.
2: I used to watch CSI Miami. I don't watch that anymore. Um, so for me, what what is the name of this game? Because when you said it, it didn't sound Press familiar your luck. Press your Pressure I don't remember that game. and I remember, No I whammies, kind of, no whammies, no whammies. I remember that phrase. I I swear to you, though, like, I watched all those game shows when I was a kid, 70s, wow. 80s. I, this one I don't remember. Yeah.
3: But but you know, yeah, um, we'll when The Love Connection came back with Andy Cohen, I watched that for the first couple of episodes. It's pretty good. It just wasn't like, didn't have the magic it has, you know, with the ones Woolery, back yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, didn't have two, that magic, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Chuck Woolery, yeah. We'll be back in two and two, George. Very good.
3: Yeah. All right, guys. Uh Aaron Rodgers, at the ripe age of thirty eight, just decided to get his first tattoo saw that now um if you saw it if you didn't see it it has an eyeball astrological signs constellations and all the kinds of stuff that we don't know the meaning to roger was rogers was asked what his tap meant and he didn't say anything but he said the tap was deep and meaningful so big deal no deal a 38 year old aaron Rodgers getting his first tattoo uh cap
2: i'm gonna have to say no deal uh not really a big deal uh look I don't have any tattoos. I don't plan on getting any tattoos, and I don't really think you know if I got one I'm here at, at this age. I just don't really think it's a, a big deal. But man, whoever did this tattoo, and I know Rogers posted a picture and he tagged the, uh, this, the the artist as a pretty darn intricate tattoo. My thought, my first thought was, when he plays, he wears long sleeves at least when it's cold out. Are we going to see this thing on his arm when he's playing? That thing is
0: wild. Uh, yeah, is- I think it's a big deal for him, so it's a big deal. You know, if he wanted to do it, good for him, and he wanted to show it off, good for him. Uh, I haven't had one. I mean, I've thought about it for a second, but not. I would never do anything that intricate either. But, um, but yeah, good. I, I think it's a big deal for him, clearly, if it's the first time.
3: Well, you know him; he lives on his own planet with you know the constellations and astrological signs, and you know all that. <laughs> there stuff. you go, Fungi. Yeah, he lives go. on his own planet. We all know that, right?
0: You
2: guys think this is his left arm or his right arm?
0: I don't know. Who
2: cares?
3: Hope it's not his drawing arm.
2: Well, no, no, well, that's just it. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. One of them is his drawing arm. Who cares? I'm just saying. Well, no, I'm just curious about it. Like, does he think, hey, ooh, this cool thing. Does it make a difference for
0: you if it's on his left or his
2: right? Well, let me ask you this question. If you were going to get a tattoo, would you put it on your left forearm or your right forearm or your left?
0: I mean, would you care? I I don't know. I've never really gotten to that.
2: No, I'd have to put it on my left. Like, I can't wear a watch on my right. I can only wear a watch on my left, even though I don't really wear a watch. When I had a wedding ring on, I wore that for a few months on my left. I, I, for some reason, don't want anything on my right hand or wrist. I'd only want it on my left side. You guys don't feel that way?
1: No.
3: Wait, are you a righty, Kaplan?
2: I throw righty, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I think most people that are righties put the watch on the left hand. That's and then, true. I yeah, have it on my yeah, left. Yeah, and people who are lefties put it on the right, right hand, right? No. No?
1: No, my boyfriend's I so, left-handed. That's what I always I thought. Think I think
0: everybody, hand. I I thought people would just put it on their left hand. Yeah, I, wrong, I right.
1: think my boyfriend has on his left, he's a left-handed guy. I I think that's flawed.
3: (laughs) All right, guys. Crazy uh, tattoo,
2: though, I'll tell you that.
3: Yeah, it is really crazy. All right, guys, uh, one more. It's fair season, and I saw the most disgusting thing that is coming from the Indiana State Fair. Now, apparently, they have a pizza stand that has a pizza called the Pickle Pizza. Now, it's made with dill ranch sauce topped with cheese dill seasoning and dill, dill pickles. Now I love pickles and I love ranch. I heard you guys talking about ranch and blue cheese yesterday, but I Team don't ranch. think it belongs on a pizza together. Now, so pickles with ranch on a pizza, big deal no deal uh sedano.
0: I mean, it's a big deal I guess, but it's gross. Like, listen, my kids love pickles. I don't know, yeah, it's insane to me. Like, my wife loves it, so that's probably why they where they get it from, but I hate pickles. Like I will I'm Cuban and take pickles out of the Cuban sandwich. Okay? How about that?
2: That's wow, how that's, much I hate pickles. That is uh that's shocking development right there. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the Cuban sandwich is the pickle. It's my favorite part of the Chick fil A sandwich is the pickle. I love pickles, but I this just texted you guys good.
3: the picture of the pizza too.
2: It just doesn't sound good. But you know, listen, I, I'm disgusted by all fair food. So I'm like not the right guy to ask. All these deep fried snicker bars and bacon wrapped whatever they are.
3: Man, that's good though, Kaplan. No, dude, deep fried I can't eat that. is so good. No, have a deep fried that. twinkie as well.
2: No, I can't do any of that. I can't it just all of it just makes me feel like I'm going to have a heart attack on the spot. So I'm not into fair food. So the pickle pizza thing doesn't sound good to me. It's
0: gross. Yeah. So, all right, Punchy, thank you buddy. That is Big and No Deal each and every day at 6:30. So Mark Spears will join us in 10 minutes. But in the interim, I told you about Otani. Everybody here is talking about Otani and a trade for Otani. Well, here's the thing. I saw this on MLB Network, and they were discussing this. Harold Reynolds and those guys were discussing this. They were saying, forget just Otani. You should just try to trade Trout, too, and just make a mega deal, get, like, two separate deals where you get, like, top five prospects or top six, seven-type prospects from, uh, like, five prospects from each organization they are in their their top five or ten or whatever, and just do a complete rebuild, and get a bunch of pitching, and you know a bunch of players, and just make it work, and just do that. Because, honestly, they're going nowhere with these two guys. I actually think that, to me, is a better plan than just trading one of them.
2: You know, George, it's amazing, isn't it, what Otani has accomplished here. Um, And it seems like every day, there's something else when he pitches, in particular over the last five starts, we all have probably heard this by now. He's 5-0 and in his last five starts. His ERA is .27. He's pitched 33 and in two-third innings. He's got 46 strikeouts, and he's only given up 16 hits over the course of these five starts. ESPN's um, Stats and Information put out a tweet about how he's doing things that have never been done before. Like, for example, last night, 10 strikeouts as a pitcher, two RBIs as a hitter, and he stole a base. The guy is doing things that we've never really seen an individual player do. In fact, one last thing. In Otani's last five starts, he's 5-0. and But in the last 31 games for the Angels, they're a grand total of 6-20, and meaning he's won five starts and the rest of the pitching staff is 6-20. and This guy can't do it by himself, George. Cannot do it by himself.
0: Well, but that's the whole reason to uh, to deal him. If you gave
2: me my choice... And you said to me, you got to trade one or the other, Trout or Otani. I would trade Trout. I think Otani is the most, he's the most exciting player in baseball. And if they could ever build a pitching staff, oh, by the way, they could use some hitters also. Well, the way you
0: build your pitching staff is trading those guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but, but I mean, I feel like I've got one of the most exciting players in all of baseball. And I don't want to give him up. Because you see, even though Mike Trout has been one of the best players in baseball, he hasn't really generated excitement the way Otani generates electricity. Do you do you buy that or do you not buy that?
0: Otani definitely generates more electricity, yeah.
2: So for me, I would hate to give up a player that's going to be this generational for I'd give up one of my two generational players. And but but again, it would all depend on if Otani was going to stay with us long term, right if I were already Moreno, but give up both of these guys and start from ground zero i would I would not want to do that
0: I, I would I'd just tear it all down and start over again. If you just hired this guy, you trust, do it then. Just rip the band-Aid off and start over like I, I don't know like i, I you're not going to win. With just one of these guys, and you're clearly not winning with two of these guys, so you might as well rip the whole band aid off. Isn't that really the shame
2: uh, of it, though, right? Like, you've got these, this incredible talent on paper, and you can't win anything because you got two great players. Well, that means you got seven players that aren't very good. Because, George, between Trout and Otani, if I showed you the numbers, because I was looking at them earlier, I probably should have written them down, they are like 40% of the offense. Yeah. 40% no, they're 40% of the runs scored, the home runs yeah. hit, no, I know. et cetera. I know.
0: I know. Two guys. I know. Two guys. It's crazy. Um, you know what else is crazy? Tell me. Our boy Mark Spears talked to Darvin Ham, and he's going to talk to us about it next. So stick around. We're back in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget our softball challenge. I won't be there. John Ireland will not be there. I'll be at Summer League. John Ireland's birthday. He'll be out of town. But... Team Cappy will be taking on Team Mace. You can go to the ESPN Los Angeles social media accounts to see the two teams. Cappy's team is stacked. He should win. The pressure's on. They're the favorite. Uh, So speaking of favorites, one of my favorites, my brother from another mother, Mark Spears from Anscape and ESPN, covers the NBA, does a phenomenal job, sat down with Darvin Hamm, the new head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers. Want to talk to him about that and a number of other things. Uh, But, Spears, before I go there – uh, our guy Funches just did a story of the Indiana State Fair. You know, all these fairs, they do all these crazy foods and all that yeah. stuff. So they're doing pickle pizza. Okay. Like, so a pizza with pickles on it, no red sauce. Um, I, I don't love pickles. Could you do pickle pizza? Pickle cool. Is there anything else on it? Is there cheese? I mean, there's cheese. No, there's cheese. It's it's cheese and like it, oh, no, there's yeah. dill and and ranch, cheese, could... cheese ranch. That's dill dill ranch. So it's mm-hmm. like pickled ranch mm-hmm. uh, and rag- pickles well, on no. top.
5: With well, the ranch, messes it up. If we're just pickles and pizza, I'm down. But the no. ranch, I'm nah, nah. No.
2: Okay. Just to be clear, uh,
5: just... can I have my? If I could have mine without ranch, I mean.
2: But just to be clear, if you had a regular slice of cheese pizza with mozzarella cheese. And with with you know Marinera. red sauce, right? Yeah. And you put pickles on top, you're down. But the whole ranch dill thing throws you off. Yeah. Okay.
5: Got it. Yeah. yeah. Unless got I got it. some dill flavored uh, potato chips, uh, then then that changes the whole thing.
0: Okay. Wow. Then wow. I'm a, it in the a lot of audibles were running here on this uh, on this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Really that deep on it, but uh, <laughs> so Spears. Um, I am a big believer, and I'm going to be real corny here by saying, if you're the Lakers, you cannot live on Ham alone. Uh, there's going to need to be some help to uh, Coach Darvin Ham. Yeah. Uh, you spoke to him uh, about a number of different things. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway about his approach with this team?
5: Uh, for uh, a rookie head coach who's coaching the Lakers, he seems unnerved by it, uh, not intimidated, ready to go. And that that was my biggest takeaway is you know typically there's got to be some nervousness man the Lakers, LeBron, AD, Russ, all that and he's like shoot up, I've been coaching for 14 years I've been an associate coach with NBA champs and (laughs) like he's 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 not nervous Um, he's confident in himself and I think he's also confident in being honest what that could do to bring his players to the next level, just like great coaching, hard work, honesty, and, and the results will come so I, that 's the thing it's just like um, you would have thought he 'd been a head coach before, which I, I guess he has on the G league level, but you, know, you would have thought he had on this level because he definitely doesn 't seem nervous about
2: it. Well Marcus, you know one of the things you talk about in this, this piece is, is his background and, um, you know, where he's from and the things he's seen and the things that have happened to him along the way.
5: He, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, just just jump into this thing because he says it all the time. Coaching the Lakers and coaching LeBron, that's not pressure. The pressure is what I've already lived. Can you tell us more about that?
5: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what I tell people all the time. I write about basketball for a living, and I always keep that in perspective. Like, I'm – I could be doing a lot worse things than writing about basketball for a living, and I think Ham is kind of thinking the same way with coaching. He, um you know, he's a guy that's been shot in the cheek. He's a guy whose best friend was murdered when he was fifteen years old, who dealt with a lot of death, whether it was his family or his friends. And when you're you're at a pallbearer at fifteen years old, it, it kind of hits you a little differently. And so, all the blessings that he has had since his tough days in Saginaw. I mean, like, also, it's not all tough days. I mean, let's do them play high school basketball until his senior year. And so he's definitely uh, – uh, uh, he, he said he's a Forrest Gump, uh, like the black Forrest Gump, man. he got crazy stories. Like, it's, it's amazing that he's in this space. You know, he was undrafted in, in a legendary 1996 draft. He didn't average over three points a game in his entire career, but yet he's the coach of the Lakers. Man, (laughs) like his story is pretty incredible, and um, but he's he's also ultra confident. So that's why I think part of it is as well. A good good thing to catch on is he he's overcome so much dark that right now everything seems seems very bright to him.
0: Oh, no mm-hmm. question about it. Mark Spears, again, did a phenomenal job. You can see the story. It's on his Twitter page. Uh, you can see it there. It's on Anscape.com as well. So, Mark, when it came to dealing with the, what, the way I would call it, um, the, the, the challenges that he'll face with the Lakers as opposed to real-life challenges, uh, which obviously don't yeah. compare, uh, what was the one that he had the biggest pushback on in regards to the way the media portrays it?
5: Uh Russell Westbrook. he basically was saying that people need to start putting respect on it, on Russ's name and uh, assuming he's with the, with the Lakers, and he didn't say assuming I'm saying assuming he feels like he's going to bring the best out of him, bring Russ back, bring that energy back. He said they've uh had lunch, they talk on the phone, they text each other, they're building a rapport, a relationship, and he believes in what Russ is capable of doing. And, uh, I said, so is he starting? I, you know, I brought in the elephant in the room. He's like, yeah, of course he's starting. Um, so if, if Russ does not get moved, like, I'm really curious to, you know, what Darvin Ham could do for him. And if he could, uh, I mean, cause Russ wasn't no punk, you know, he was a great player for a long time. He had one bad season and I, I feel like he's gonna, Regain, regain a lot of that glory. I'm not, I haven't given up on Russell Westbrook. Um, I, and so, um, I, and I understand people that do, but based on talking to Ham, like, shoot, man, Darvin Ham, I'm not even playing. I want to run through a wall for him. <laughs> so I I could only imagine what he could do for Russell's confidence and uh, getting him to play in a way that is productive and, and not in a way that's going to bring. Uh, bring out his uh, his weaknesses.
2: See, I'm glad to hear you say this because I also have not given up on Russ because I was resigned to the fact that he was going to be back with his team. And I think you've got to try and get the best out of him. But let me ask you this. Can his, like, um, blue-collar, Saginaw-Michigan, you know, grinder kind of story, can he really enforce that mentality on this team of stars? At least your opinion based on this conversation you've had with him.
5: Well, I, I, um, yeah, because I think they're coachable. I, I think LeBron's coachable. Um, I think AD's coachable. Russ is coachable. And it comes different from somebody that's been a champion. Uh, I know when Chauncey got the job, those guys listened to him. Kawhi and PG, when Chauncey was in with the Clippers, they listened to him. I think it's, that's the reason why you're getting a lot of like, former players that are getting these opportunities now, because they know what it's like to be in those trenches. They know what it's like to win. They know what it's like to lose, and um, they know when it's time to get a rest and time to go see a museum, <laughs> like and not practice. And so I, I, I think that there probably will be days when when Darvin gets on somebody's nerves. For being honest, and then you got Rasheed on the staff too. Like it's certainly going to be, uh, uh, it's certainly going to be very, very. Um, Honest with those two guys, right? <laughs> so Phil, Andy, like it, they might as well have put a hundred on, the, on their on uh, their on their polos at the game because that's that's what it's going to be every time. But you know, tough love is going to bring out the best. I, I think them being nice to a coach being nice ain't going to bring out the best until uh, of them. So I I'm curious to see what their honesty does.
0: Uh, and then Mark, one last thing before I, I propose a uh, a trade based on. Just some of the stuff I've crowdsourced in regards to Kyrie Irving's situation. And I do want to ask you about Kevin Durant as well. But with AD, uh, you mentioned Rasheed. To me, that's the guy that could have the biggest influence, no disrespect to Darwin, simply because of the position, the type of player Rasheed was. I would contend that Rasheed is easily in my top five smartest players I've ever been around in, NBA, in my 20 years of covering the NBA. Um, and then we know what kind of personality he was he had and you know the toughness etc I feel like he could have the biggest impact on AD Um, what is the sense that you get about what that relationship could be like
5: that's a that's a really good question you know that there's only a small sample size in terms of you know Rashid as a coach right coaching on the college level but um but you still got to respect him he's played in the finals he's like uh, one and lost in the finals, right? So he um, he's, he's uh, was a superstar in his day and had similar talent. So they're also similar players too. So no, I think he will be a great mentor for him. Um, I'm more worried about AD's health than than coaching. I feel like when AD's on the floor, you're pretty much always getting the best from him. And so I I don't know. I'm not worried about coaching. I'm just worried about him. Being there at the tip-off, that to me is, I think, the thing that isn't brought up the most about the Lakers' uh, lack of success last season is that AD wasn't there for most parts. And had he played, uh, there might be a lot of things that are uh, still the same, and a lot of things that aren't different, you know, uh, from last season. No, so, more I think re- that ultimately uh, beat up their, beat up their, um, you know, their outlook and, and made changes more than anything.
0: Now, 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 Mark, let me set this up because I want Cap to give you his, his thoughts on this. So, you know, I've crowdsourced a lot of people, and there's been a lot of different reports on this stuff, on the Kyrie to the Lakers situation. Even Eric Pincus recently, you know, talked about a third team like San Antonio getting involved. But to my knowledge, when the two teams, um, and, and this is me both crowdsourcing and hypothesizing and maybe a little intel, right, a combination of all those things. So it's not like a real report. It's just a combination of those things where my understanding was the deal that was at least being discussed was the framework consisted of something to the effect of Russ and Taylor and Horton Tucker for Kyrie and Joe Harris, and the Nets wanted the Lakers to give up both their picks, 27 and 29. Now, I say you do that deal because you have to, um, you have to do everything you can to try to win a championship in LeBron's window, and I think Kyrie gives you, and Joe Harris for that matter, gives you a better chance than figuring out 27 and 29, but my guy, Scott, here, he, he brings up an interesting counterpoint, and I want him to make it, and then I want you to kind of give your thoughts on all of it. Go ahead, Cappy. Mark,
2: all I'm saying is this. If George has told me over and over again, the Lakers' only chance to get back to championship contention is to bring in Kyrie Irving. This and season. And I don't yeah. really have a great trust in Kyrie Irving as a teammate. The alternative, which George will say to me, well, what's the alternative? The alternative is that LeBron, AD, and Russ don't only play 21 games together and that Darvin gets Russ to become the teammate that the Lakers need him to be. So what would you do? Would you would you give up the two players? Would you give up Russ and THT and two first-round picks, 27 and 29, just to get Kyrie and another player, another good shooter?
5: Um, I think I might make the trade with Indiana.
0: Oh, you're saying and for uh, Miles Turner? And a shooter.
5: And, and there's... I'm going to let you say the other name. Go ahead. The shooter.
0: Uh, Miles Turner and... I, I don't know who the other person is. That's why I'm asking.
5: Okay. Uh, you'll figure it out after the break. Okay. Well, you guys I'll the it out now, Buddy Hill, Google man. Come on, Buddy Hill.
0: Buddy Hill. Buddy oh, Hill. Buddy Hill. There you Buddy go. Hill,
5: Buddy Hill. Uh. B- Buddy Hill a shooter that they've wanted since Sacramento, right? And um, there's also that talk out there about... You know, why not trade Russ for uh, a big and, and Miles Turner was really, really good. And um, also, if AD's out, he could fill the bill. And then a shooter and buddy. Um, I think the thing with Kyrie, it's he, he, he's a uh, he's like Forrest Gump in another way. I mentioned Forrest Gump, like he's that box of chocolate you don't know what you're gonna get. I mean, but this is an expensive, beautiful box of chocolates that like. Man, Willy Wonka, like, got from his, you know, kitchen, you know. But is he going to play? That's the thing. There's just so much unknown. If he's on the floor, yeah, they're they're as good as any team in the world. But is he going to play? And um, my brother-in-law, Unker, I told him, I said, look, just because Kyrie comes to L.A. doesn't mean that the problems are – Injuries or not playing, or you know, don't come with him. Um, I hope they don't. I think he's one of the most phenomenal basketball players in the world, but there is a wild card to it. So, um, but he's so amazing and and so great that I get the risk. So I I don't know if I agree or disagree with either one of you, but I I do think that perhaps the uh, Indiana thing is uh, maybe the safer bet.
2: Yeah, okay. We hadn't been talking about that. All we've been talking about is Kyrie. And by the way, I'm with you. I don't know for sure if I can count on Kyrie. That's
0: all. Yeah. No, I, And listen, I, yeah. I understand that sentiment. Mark, I have less than a minute here. What are your kind of thoughts on, on the KD situation, if you can kind of give us where you think uh, things stand at the moment?
5: Hurry up and wait. <laughs> I, I just think Toronto... And Miami are, are probably unlikely because you'd have to gut the teams, and there wouldn't be a maybe a championship team left. So my my eyes are on Phoenix and Golden State. To me, uh, they have the ability to offer the best talent back, and also give KD what he wants—the championship uh, situation. So I, right now, if I was a betting man, uh, I'm I'm thinking it's Phoenix or Golden State.
0: All right, Mark Spears, but hurry up and wait yeah yeah i figured yeah mark spears check out his work at anscape and espn uh go see the go read the darvin ham story that he's got at anscape right now it's on his twitter page brother i'm sorry that i'll miss you at summer league because you'll be gone by the time uh, i get there but always good to, to talk hey, to I'll you. i'll be in la the
5: next week though
0: oh the week after if they, if summer league give us, uh, yeah
5: if they don't give us SB tickets we'll just go to dinner
0: okay sounds good all right done deal my dude mark spears i love him that was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can come too, Cappy.
2: Yeah, I would uh I, I I'd be curious uh to hang out a little bit, but uh <laughs> you can, you can hang a, out
0: as the outsider with the insiders. I like he's an interesting guy, man. I like him. Oh, he's the best. He's like a big teddy bear, Mark Spears. I love him. Um when I say brother from another mother, I mean it. Like he's a guy when I see Cappy, I bring it in. You bring it in for him, don't you? I nice. bring it in every nice. time. Nice, nice every time. Um all right, we're done here. Excellent work, here. Cappy. All right, you too, man. Let's go. Yeah. Great job, Funchi, In for Linz today. Excellent work, Laura. Uh, we will talk to you guys mañana. See ya. Have a great night.